Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Brannigan Communications Podcast. My name is Nick. I'll be your host this week. I am joined by Jasmine, Emma, and Lauren. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm excited. So this week, we are going to talk about owning your weird. Um, But first, I kind of wanted to ask you, yesterday was Halloween. How was your Halloween? Cold. Yeah. Very Very cold. cold. Very Christmassy. Very (laughs) snowy. Very weird, right? Very weird. (laughs) That's appropriate. Yeah, we didn't... Our Christmas... Or our Christmas... (laughs) Our our Halloween was last week, so... But we didn't give out candy, so we (laughs) were hermits for that day. Did you guys do anything? Any uh, candy baking treats, tricks? No treats, sadly. I did dress up. I was Princess Buttercup from The Princess Bride. Oh, cool. Um, so oh, that yeah. was fun. Um, I, yeah, I've only really like done Halloween since coming to college. So every, I don't know, I feel like I'm still into it, I guess, because it's still newer to me. But Cool. I saw your costume. I forgot about that. Yeah. Last week, I dressed up as Wednesday Adams, which was my first time dressing up in probably a while since college, so I was really excited to throw that together. That was fun. Cool. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, Halloween is weird. This year it was extra weird because it snowed. Yep. Um, today we're talking about owning your weird. So I have been reading this book by uh, Jason Zook called Owning Your Weird, and the idea, be- idea behind the book is that um, we're all unique, we're all different, and that's what makes us weird, right? Weird is sort of has like this negative connotation. Um, I feel like and this is in the book too. So he talks about how, you know, growing up, we kind of follow these strict roads, these very straight and narrow paths that we have to follow. And kind of going outside of that is kind of necessary, not necessarily like uh, encouraged. So when we grow up and we get older and we start learning that, you know, wearing weird clothes or doing something different, like going outside of the box, you know, you're not going to get made fun of. No one really cares. No one's really paying attention to you. Um, so doing that just to make yourself happier. Um, can lead to really great things in your personal life, in your work life. Um, and that is basically the, the, the main thread or thesis through this book. Um, and I just love that. And I think that's awesome. And I, I feel like I have spent a lot of my life being just kind of normal and kind of anxious about staying in and all the, you know, the, the straight and narrow. Um, and I kind of want to just break out of that. And sometimes it's okay to break the rules and sometimes great things happen when, when you do. So... Um, this author, he's kind of like an entrepreneur-type self-help uh, nonfiction writer. He has a couple other books, like on business specifically, and he has several business ventures. He sold his last name to a brand because he um, his parents were divorced, and he didn't he necessarily didn't want to you know keep that last name because there's mm-hmm. some negative experiences with that. So he said, "Screw it, I'm gonna sell my last name to the highest bidder." And he made like forty grand the first time. Who did wow. he sell it to? Uh, it was a company called, like, something about headsets, like headsets.com or something. Huh. Hmm. And then there was another company. I should probably should have. That's alright. I mean, I could look it up, but um, oh, it sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his name was Jason Wear My Headset or .com or something for a year. And then the next, and he, like what? he went to court and like legally got his uh, name changed. Huh. And he did this twice. Uh, the other brand I, I don't remember, but. Um, some other things he did, he uh, he's you know wore a different brand shirt every day for three years in a row. So he would start 
uh, $1, you pay me $1, I'll wear your shirt for a day and I'll make a little video and, you know, there's a little piece of content, we'll put it out on social media. That's genius, actually. Each day, um, the dollar amount went up. So mm-hmm. by the end of the year, it was $365 for the shirt. Wow. Um, and then he did this three years in a row and he brought more people on and, and upped the price and like yeah. kind of expanded and grew on it. So definitely not normal money-making businesses, just like sort of weird outside outside the box type mm-hmm. things. Um, he went to a TED talk with zero preparation. And this was actually really interesting to me. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. But no, this <laughs> is interesting. I like the background. Yeah. Um, because he, he felt like preparing a speech was really awkward. Like that was weird to him. Mm-hmm. And he felt like he did way better you know, public speaking if he just went off the cusp. And I have this outline here and I wish I could just like throw it out and just like wing it, but mm-hmm. I can't. Um, that's something he did so that's kind of the 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 intro there so um first of all after i said all that stuff what do you guys (laughs) think uh, of this idea it's definitely unique and it's interesting and i would kind of be interested in reading that book but i don't know like you i feel like i've always been pretty normal like i followed that path that you assume that you need to take and while it's been great I've definitely thought back to like, what if I did this, which kind of goes back to like other podcasts that we've done about like career and personal development. But um, I mean, it's definitely out of the box. I think out of the box now is just, it doesn't have like that quote unquote weird connotation to it anymore. I feel like we, nowadays we value uniqueness a little bit more. And I think the way the world is kind of heading, we're giving our kids like the okay to be more themselves yeah definitely yeah and if you look online you see all these people that we follow on on instagram or whatever are very different like they're not you know they're unique so like which i think that that's changed even in the last decade yeah unless maybe it's just like me remembering back to being younger i don't know i think this is very relevant especially for young professionals because I just remember being a kid and then being a teenager and like you feel like you have to go through a certain set of things to be able to like get to the next step and then the next step and then the next step. It just kind of feels like it's supposed to be black and white and then you reach a certain age. And I've been thinking about it more now, just finally being done with school within the last handful of months. Who am I without school? Because you don't want to just be like the next person because then you can't even market yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just considering that now even. So I feel like, um, and this is like, I think there's a Taylor Swift song where it's like, what makes you you is what, or something. I don't know the exact words, but like it's on her new album. Um, oh. I'm and, on, I'm eyeing you. I was hoping that you I know. know. <laughs> you see, if it would have been one of her earlier songs, I would have definitely known but it. The, but the, the, like, the gist of the song is like, what makes you you is what's so special about yourself. So like, you might think like, I don't want to kind of just file in and, and seem like the same person that I am as every everyone else. But like, because you're you, that makes you inherently unique, right? Well, and I think like for me, I this whole conversation, I just associate with the idea of authenticity just across the board. Cause I think like, you Jasmine and you Nick kind of mentioned like I also feel like a lot of my younger life I was afraid of authenticity just because a lot of the things that maybe I was interested in 
weren't the same things other people were interested in and it just didn't seem to like fit and I was always trying to fit and I don't know like it and like you said Lauren like I feel like this idea has become a lot more of a focus for me recently just like through different developments in my own life but also just through the development of social media because I'm always so interested Instagram is my favorite platform and the the posts that I always see that resonate the most with me are when people are willing to be not necessarily weird but just like very vulnerable and very authentic and that's like that's what I gravitate towards and I think what a lot of people gravitate towards as well and I just appreciate that like you said as well like I feel like over the last decade I can remember like just seeing like the changes in that where it is more I guess people are more comfortable I think to be themselves just because there seems to be a growing level of acceptance which I appreciate and Mm -hmm. is exciting to see very cool So one of his quotes from the book is, uh, the way things have always been done is not the way things always have to be done. And that like resonated with me. What do you guys think? Definitely. Yeah, I think that applies to work a lot is, you know, especially if you start somewhere new where you don't have, where you haven't been trained to do things a certain way, and then you question, well, why do we do it this way? Is there a better way to do it? Is there a more efficient way to do it? But in regards to like, I guess, personal life, like I guess, that's definitely applicable too. you know like why am I dressing this way is it because this is just like the latest fashion or do I really like this kind of thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah are you comfortable like yeah that's my that's my main thing when I'm Mm -hmm. like dressing myself I guess yeah which I do dress myself (laughs) to clarify he's he's fully clothed yeah uh, my mom doesn't dress me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah especially with like women I mean this is a whole another tangent but like women fashion changes so rapidly and you're like and also it's part of like growing up you're like I would never wear that or like I would never be comfortable wearing that but that's just part of culture like can I pull this off like yeah well yes you can we were great we were yeah great to be in here we were she's of the belief that if you if you want to pull it off you can pull it off absolutely yeah Yeah. like if you put it on it's it's you (laughs) I feel like it's a great idea I I did go through an evolution because as a teenager I remember I just want to wear things because they were like in style. Gaucho pants. Just like <laughs> Gaucho <laughs> pants, yes. Like it's soft. I can it. imagine wearing that in my cubicle and <laughs> I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to wear a big blanket all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I, I just, it's, there's not that pressure as much when you just do what you want to do instead of thinking about what everyone else wants you to do. So, right. But it's weird to think about like how many, like I don't know, I guess for myself, like how much time I like spent doing the opposite of that like not truly thinking like oh do I want to do this or like do I just I don't know I feel like it's just bizarre to look back and like now be just learning to like choose what I'm doing and like the activities even that I want to do out of genuine desire to do them and like enjoyment we talk a lot about Enneagram types here and like I'm of a type that like it's very people pleasing like I and I'm also like there's a level of anxiety of wanting to like fit people's expectations And so I look back and I feel like that drove a lot of like choices for me, but it's cool and interesting to now like just realize that you do have a level of power over making the decisions to like actually live authentically and Mm -hmm. doing what you want to do for like just that sole reason. You have to set and fit your own expectations Mm -hmm. before you fit other people's. That's true. I remember as a teenager too, I loved playing piano. Like I've played it most of my life and 
I have always loved reading too. And I remember people would tell me that it was nerdy or Aww. something. Yeah. And so then I just wouldn't tell people that I did it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm oh, an adult, so it's true. like, yeah, I like, I don't care. I'll tell anybody that. Mm-hmm. That like made me really think, cause growing up, like words were always like, I've always been like an English, like per, like English has been like my strength for as long as I can remember. But I remember growing up, like I read so much that I would just know a lot of words. And like, I would, I was excited to like use words that I learned in conversation, but my friends would all make fun of me. Cause like they didn't know them. They didn't understand it. And, they so, were threatened. I, and so I was like, okay, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> retract. Oh, come on. <laughs> and that goes with like culture too. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I remember my grandma would make me like breakfast shakes, but they would be like apple and like kale. Like they'd be like healthy and like really organic and they would be, they'd be green and they'd be foamy on top. And like when I would have friends over, they would be like, ew, like what is that? Like why does your grandma make weird juices? And (laughs) (laughs) what is that magic potion? (laughs) Yeah, like pears and apples and et cetera, et cetera. And like it was embarrassing, like it, and especially because there was like that language barrier. My grandma mm-hmm. d- doesn't speak English fluently, so we would always communicate in Spanish. And it's just like, like you would you wouldn't like tr- want to speak it, or like you wouldn't want to have your friends come inside because of that thing. And it's it's unfortunately that that was something you hid. But now it's like my grandma is eighty nine, and I guarantee you it's because of those like healthy juices that she eats. <laughs> I swear. So, but yeah, that's another thing that just mm-hmm. comes to mind. So kind of bringing it back to sort of the uh, business-related ideas, you think going against the norms, being weird, kind of carving your own path um, can lead to success? And and have you seen examples of this in, in, you know, your day-to-day lives or, you know, here or other places you've worked? 100%. I think everybody is always looking for, like, that out-of-the-box idea that's going to generate visibility and excitement and conversation. I guess one of this is a just a personal example we when I used to work at the Milwaukee Art Museum we were looking for out-of-the-box ways to uh, start promotion for a an exhibit that was coming it was like I think it was called like Van Gogh to Pollock it was like oh yeah rebels like modern rebels or something like that because they were all artists who like really transformed the art industry and like they champion different movements. And so we went back and forth on how we wanted to promote it. And my boss and I actually landed on the idea to do basically like a guerrilla marketing style initiative where we we created like wanted posters for each of the artists who would be featured mm-hmm. and had like catchy little phrases about like why and like, you know, what about them made them, you know, a rebel in their own sense. And like they were put up like all over Milwaukee and it was cool. Like I would see them on Instagram and I was like, huh, I hope so with that. But it was just like, it was so different than like, anything that I'd personally been a part of as far as like what they did for marketing while we worked there. They've done a lot of really cool stuff over the years, but I think that's just an example of like, you know, it's not necessarily like how you traditionally would think to promote an art exhibit, especially one that has like such renowned artwork as part of it. But yeah, it was really interesting to see and I don't know, a cool thing to be a part of. Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely see that with celebrities, right? Like the first person that came to mind was Lady Gaga. Like, yeah. She, we've seen her transform from like playing small places and bars to like the meat dress and to like now being, you know, like a big person for like the LGBTQ community and any other part that I missed. <laughs> and like now she owns like a makeup line. So she's like always reinventing herself, mm-hmm. which I think is 
what keeps her like hot and trending and who she's just like we all evolve and I think that's just part of like those different phases that you go through can lead to like a different path and a different point of like success mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. I think Jasmine makes a good point because you have to constantly be it's not like you reach an end point like oh I am finally myself and I am acting like it but it's something that you have to reassess all the time mm-hmm. yeah it's a work that, in progress yeah mm-hmm. that kind of like sparked a thought so looking back at yourself do you cringe Yes and no. Agreed. It's and it's less from like, oh, I would. It's more. It's less like I would go back and change this. It's like I wish. It's one of those things where I wish I could give myself just like a little bit of the perspective that I have now. Because like I said earlier, like a lot of my choices I made out of fear, and that's that. That would be a regret that I have. That I would like to go back and like pursue more things that I would like. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I cringe. It's more just like I wish I could give little Emma some <laughs> advice. <laughs> We're all yeah. glowing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would be to not be afraid of trying things. Like growing up, I didn't like trying different sports because I knew I would be bad at them mm-hmm. because that's how you start. Like mm-hmm. you are bad and you get better. But I would, like, and my mom would encourage me to, but like I just, that fear, mm-hmm. I guess, of like failing was just something that I didn't want to experience. So I like stuck to the things that I knew I could do well. But that'd be one thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and feel free to not answer this one, but I just kind of wanted to get an idea of what are some things that you do that other people might think are weird? One thing, I guess what I like is now people more think it's interesting about me, but when I first would tell people, they were like, I just don't understand why you like this. So my dad, we've talked about this on other podcasts, my dad's really interested in film, so... Mm-hmm. We, like, growing up, he watched a lot of just, like, really interesting different genres of film, and one of them was, like, the the Bollywood genre, so, like, movies that are oh, right. tra- very traditional, like, from, like, the Bollywood sphere, and they're, they're subtitled, and if you watch them, they're, like, three hours long, they have, like, you experience every emotion, there's lots of singing and dancing, <laughs> like, they're just, like, very different than most movies that people are used to, and I remember, like watching them with people in college, like in high school and people were like this is this is Strange. outside my comfort zone <laughs> but then i met a lot of people in college where they were like oh we also really like this and i don't know that's something that just like i would tell people they're like oh strange but i mean it's been fun to like introduce other people to that type of i don't know culture and just experience because it is like such a cool thing and not something that a lot of people are familiar with just that you meet but mm-hmm. i feel like now it's more normal and common I guess but like murder podcast and like always being I remember just being younger and like always being wanting to read like ghost stories or like paranormal stories and like even watching those cheesy paranormal shows or whatever but like obviously now true crime podcasts are like a big thing but like not everyone is on board with them and don't like the details of certain things like that but it's like it's like something that you enjoy listening to regardless so I think that is weird for some people (laughs) I guess that's what I do that's weird just bouncing off what Emma was saying I remember um growing up I was raised on TV land and like oh my gosh really talked about about that (laughs) like I like I would watch Cartoon Network sometimes but like I didn't watch Nickelodeon I was watching um this is me the Brady Bunch, Andy Griffith, I Dream of Jeannie, which is like super strange. The monkeys? I've got, Weren't huh? they on TV Land? No. 
Anyways, I didn't grow up with cable either. Oh so. <laughs> I would come home and watch Clifford, and then I would watch Gilligan's Island. Oh, man, Gilligan's <laughs> I'm Island. I'm very cultured. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> yep. So That's amazing. Oh, I, I haven't watched any of them in a long time. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Get Smart? No. Oh, that was my favorite one. I would watch that with my brother. So good. Just like a goofy detective. But They, they were fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I watched a ton of those shows. It's, yeah. It's awesome to hear. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one last question, and then we'll get into a little activity. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so in your career, and I, this kind of goes with everything else I've asked today, but like in your career, how have you instilled uh, your own uniqueness into your work? Into like your career plan, or like every like in your daily things that you do for work. Or well, you know, is there is there a unique way that you do something, or maybe you have your own little twist on something that you that you know other people might think is weird or something, hmm. or maybe you have a strength that someone else doesn't have. Mm-hmm. This is very broad, I guess, and I don't know if I'll articulate this the way that I want to. But I have gotten very comfortable with just being, like, very transparent about things, like, how I feel about things. Like, not in a way that, like, whatever offend people, but just like, oh, I don't think this is working. We should do this. Or, like, oh, I'm super excited about this. We should do this. And I've definitely worked with people over the years where that has not been a trait that they've had, where it's really hard to read, like, what they're thinking about an idea or how they're just feeling in general. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I like that I'm that way, I guess, because I feel like that is a little bit unique where it's just like I kind of just like put it all out there and I don't know I'm transparent for people to then respond to and then kind of move from there I don't I know I think that's a good thing though yeah it's because it mm-hmm. just promotes healthy communication in yeah the mm-hmm. workplace and I'm trying to be more that way because like going back to the first point I made about feeling like you have to fit into this box as you age it's it's kind of hard to get out of that because you feel like you have to appeal to your friends, your coworkers, and like you don't want to cause any turbulence ever. So I feel like I'm trying to learn how to say if I think something could work better a different way. And no one's ever turned to me and been like, that's a stupid thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why would that work? <laughs> so it's just, it's just better to communicate and let your coworkers know what, what your thoughts are. I think it helps that we're all like very close too, though. Like we've gotten to the point where we are, we do have like that comfort level with each other. It does help, and the more people share their thoughts too, I feel like that helps you get closer with your coworkers because mm-hmm. you're not wondering what people are always thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By not speaking up, you're depriving, you know, maybe maybe that idea is going to be revolutionary. I mm-hmm. heard that recently. Was someone talking about that at work, or is that a quote? Think, like, if you if you don't speak up, you're deprived. I think someone? Sally brought it up um, at the soft skills meeting. I want to say, hmm. and then I kind of, it's in this book for sure. Yeah. Like you know, if you're hiding yourself because you are afraid of what other people think, you're depriving those other people of yourself. Like, Which is so interesting because normally you're thinking about yourself when you're scared to speak up, and you're not thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like I don't want to annoy someone, or like mm-hmm. I don't want to look dumb, or like I don't I don't know if this is good enough. Mm-hmm. Which, but you're like preventing like yourself from existing. From all the good things that <laughs> yeah, could happen. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> what <was> if <laughs> profound? Yeah. <laughs> what if you have the next iPhone or the next you know Tesla and you're <laughs> holding it in? Okay, now activity time. Uh, oh, so this was a weird podcast. We got weird. Um, Unique, really. Um, so right now I'm going to um, 
name a couple of weird products, and we can go around and you can, you guys have to tell me if they're real or fake. I'll start off easy. This one's easy. Uh, charcoal toothpaste. I use it, so it's real. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Emma. Yeah, I use it too. Um, but it's black, all right? Does it work? Why your teeth more? It yeah. it Does it really work? I mean, you tell me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Emma has very white teeth for our listeners. Plugging the charcoal <laughs> Um Okay, this next one's a little bit trickier. Pumpkin spice baking soda. Ooh. I'm gonna say no because I just feel like that isn't that more of like a, it, like a household thing like bacon soda in the fridge well, or like it's not for, for cleaning, flavor, right? It absorbs the uh, odors in your fridge. Yeah, so probably, probably. If you want your fridge to smell like pumpkin spice, uh, there probably are people out there who want that. So th- that's what makes it difficult. It's pumpkin spice everything now. So I'm gonna say it's not real. Not real. I'll say yes just because. It is not real. I just made yeah. it. Up. Okay. Nice. That's a good one, though. <laughs> um, instant mushroom coffee. Real? No. Sounds horrifying, but I feel like it's maybe real. I picture the taste of mud. <laughs> yeah, me too. What do you think? Not real? Not real. It is real. Yes. What? You can buy it probably at Whole Foods Why or like Trader Joe's. What or something. is the what are the benefits? No offense to Whole Foods. Or um, is that a later project? So it's not as um, like a ca- there's not as oh. much caffeine in it, and okay. it's like light or easier on your tummy. Hmm. Yeah, tummy. and probably tummy. on your <laughs> that's kind of weird. Right? <laughs> and probably on your teeth too, right? Oh, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. But that sounds gross. Yeah, doesn't sound great. Yeah. This is uh, this is the example I used earlier, so you already know. Um, pre-cracked eggs. You can't answer, Lauren. I'm going to say not real. Just like raw eggs? Because I know you can get like. You know, sometimes people have a hard time cracking the egg. Well, yeah, they come in like the little container thingies, right? Wait, what did you say? Do you say it's real? I said it's not real, but now that you, I mean, you can get the little like liquid eggs that are already scrambled. I've never heard. Oh, yeah. yeah like little, in a carton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it real? No, it is oh. not real. <laughs> um, just the crust bread. I think you can do that. Buy just the crust? I think so. <laughs> Who wants what just you, what would that Oh, how would you like? bake it? <laughs> or like, just be um, a, like a <laughs> strip? <laughs> no, it would probably just be like... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how would you bake it for a town? I rescind my answer. I truly don't know. That's not real. I don't. I think like five percent of the population likes the crust. Yeah, more than I don't think the it's rest real. Of the bread. It is fake. See, okay. I think I just wanted it to be real because I'm one of the people that likes the crust. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one day. That makes you unique. There you go. Uh, toaster bag. Toaster what? Bag. A toaster bag. Toaster bag. Like a portable like toaster? Like one you store it, a toaster in, or one you put some... <laughs> you place them in the toaster. Place what in the toaster? The bags. <laughs> I'm so bad do at these you, kinds so of do games. do you put the bread in the bag? Mm-hmm. Why? 
so that it d- keeps like keeps I guess like what if you were putting from... something frozen in the toaster? Oh, like and a you wanted toasting to, like... bag. Toasting bag. There are is pota- that better? See, there are potato bags. You can put your potato in a bag and then cook it. So this is where I'm struggling. Oh, I I'm... literally was thinking about <laughs> like a toaster going into a bag. Oh. <laughs> they do have those too. Yeah, any bag can be a toaster bag. If well, yeah, but like. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes too. Sometimes when I look at Amazon, there are products I didn't even know existed, and I feel like this would be something for the streaks. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's real. I'm gonna say no just because variety. <laughs> it is real, and I own some. Can wait, you bring so, them in. Wait, Maybe, I'm still yeah. confused about about what this is. So is it what I thought? Like if it's well, I guess explain. So the for me, because I don't eat regular bread. Oh yeah. yeah. I put my gluten-free bread in the toaster bags to toast in mm. foreign toasters. That to is toast in what? Oh my gosh! Like my so mom's toaster. So you, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, that's a toaster here. Such a good idea. That is a good Kudos idea. Kudos to the inventor. Oh. Where did you get it? Amazon. There you oh. go. Yeah. Uh, a funeral kazoo. Okay. I'm gonna say real. <laughs> um, I feel like also real. She's also sad. <laughs> I am also sad. I don't know. I can't imagine what that sounds like. It sounds like a kazoo. Or a funeral? Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> Thank no. you for the demonstration. But you play it at a funeral. Yeah, it's like the... Yeah. You're I feel say like no? kazoos make people laugh. <laughs> but uh, like celebrations of life are such like a big thing. Also. That is That's very like true. the route that, that I was taking. True. So we're saying real. Sure. Yeah. It's not real. You made up a funeral kazoo. Sure did. <laughs> um, here's one. A Nicholas Cage pillow. They real. must have Absolutely. those. Yeah, real. That is real. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep it moving. Peeps flavored coffee creamer. I bet that's real. real. Yes. That is real. Yeah. Um, inverted jeans. <laughs> so, the, so the button... And like the button and the zipper are where your legs are. What? <laughs> I mean, back in the day, they made. And then the, like, how do you get yeah. them? And then the legs. Well, you have to. They have to be a perfect fit. I feel like because the legs are like the, just like, or where your waist is is where the legs. You're, you're, stra- you're straight up lying to us. Yeah, this is not real. This is real. No. It is real. <laughs> where? It is real. I'll send you guys the link after the after the podcast. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> They're really attractive. <laughs> Perfume that smells like losing a tooth. Does that have a smell? Is it? I, I would assume it's not real, but what does losing a tooth smell like? Does blood, smell like I feel blood? like. Does it smell yeah. like that dentist? Oh like just like goodness. the dentist Dentisty stuff? smell, yeah. Um, I hope it's no. fake. No. I see, I, see, I'm second guessing myself. I put that it's real. So it might see. I bet it's one of those things where you can like, I don't know. People do that where it's like, oh, this is like, I don't know, like the essence of whatever, and it's like very bizarre mm-hmm. things. Like, and there are all those jelly beans that it's like, this is what this tastes like, and it's like, no, it's like they have those homesick candles. Have yeah, you heard of those like, where it smells yeah. like a state? That's a that's a much better example oh, than what I, I was mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. Okay, pickle mints. Pickle, pickle mints. mints? Mm-hmm. No. They taste like pickles too. Are they minty? I don't, I've never tried them. Yes. No. I'm gonna say no. They are real. Huh. Um. Water flavored pop tarts. 
Water flavored? No. Pop tarts? No. This is fake. No. Fake news. They are fake. <laughs> um, binoculars that let you look at the sun. Yes. Real. Can you do that? Okay, everyone's nodding at so. me. Yes. No, they're fake. You what? should not look at the sun. <laughs> Looking at the sun Man, is bad. Even with I really trust I, myself. <laughs> I was thinking there might be some like technology out there. I was yeah, like, I'm I pretty sure know. you cannot look at the sun. I nodded so confidently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you need to do that now. I was like, well, if Lauren knows. <laughs> okay. okay, this one's branded. Wendy's Meat Soda. So this is a brand uh, what, new? Branded. Oh, branded. Wendy's, Wendy's meat soda? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> like the essence of meat? I don't want it to be real. <laughs> I'm going to say no. no. Why Wendy's? I feel like no. we would have heard about it. They're trying to, you know, sales are down. They need to put something out on the shelves. Uh, they have their spicy chicken nuggets out, <laughs> which I think that's like, what they're, they're set. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Um, no, they, that's not real. Yeah. Um, grass flip flops. Yes, those are real. They're made out of. They're flip flops, but where that your feet goes grass. is grass. grass. So you get to walk on fresh grass wherever you go. I mean, is it artificial? There's something in my mind that feels like this is a yeah, real. Yeah, I feel thing. like this is real too for some reason. <laughs> what do you think, Lauren? I'm gonna say no. It's not. It is real. Yeah. And I might buy a pair next spring. I don't know yet. Oh, we'll see. You have to wear them to warm we'll Wear them in March when you're trying when to freezing. get rid of the winter blues. Okay, this is the last one. Birthday snakes. Birthday snakes? Mm-hmm. Real, like real snakes? No. Birthday snakes? Like snakes in a can? Like surprise? Mm-mm. They're just like rubber snakes. But they're fake. Why are they birthday snakes? Probably because you... Give them to someone on their birthday. <laughs> I was hoping they'd have like party hats on or something. <laughs> say this is fake. I really don't want to get the last one wrong. I think they're real. <laughs> no pressure. Um, they're real. They're fake. That's devastating. You should never trust me. Emma. Wow, was that fun or what? That was. I had a bad time. <laughs> Okay, well, that about does it for episode 26 of the Brannigan Communication Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for hosting. Oh, man, it was a great one. Um, If you liked this one, let us know what you want to hear next. Send us a message on Instagram at Brannigan Communications. And if you like this podcast, head over to iTunes, give us a review, subscribe, follow us, keep up to date with our new episodes. We do them pretty much every week. Um, And thank you so much for listening. 